All right. Take two. <laughs> Round two. Um, because apparently we can never get it right on the first try. <laughs> this is like the second week in a row we've had to start over, isn't it? No. I thought we'd just start over for some reason last week. Uh, we haven't started over in a while, I don't think. Huh. Nice. Go us. Yeah. So quick dis- <laughs> disclaimer. Um, my headphones are dead, so we're not entirely sure how loud we are. So if we're really quiet, super sorry. If we're really loud, also super sorry. We've never been really loud though, I in my opinion. we'll be fine. It looks normal. Yeah, it looks fine. Okay. I'm a little quiet, but I just am quiet in general, so. Yeah, I talk louder than you do for sure. Yeah. Um, yes, uh, we talked about briefly the Cassidy, is it rain? Um, oh God, Danielle. I want to say rain water. That's what I want to say too, but. I want to make sure that that's right. That doesn't sound right to me right now. Um. Rainwater. Rainwater, yep. Um, So we'll be posting an article with an update on her case. Yep. Um, We're not going to talk about it here just because it's... It's pretty horrific. And sad and And, just a lot of crap. So, like, long story short, um, she is no longer alive. They have found her remains. Um, I know that when we recorded the episode, it was unclear. Yep. Um, And I know that you and I were both hoping that that wouldn't be the case, you know, that she'd come out of it alive and all that but unfortunately that's not it um so we'll be posting that article on the facebook page hopefully danielle will have it already posted yep um by the time this comes out so uh if you want to read that i mean we encourage you to but um obviously just proceed with caution i guess yeah um, and then the other thing we want to talk about quick is the school shooting in Oxford. Was it in Ox? I know the school was called Oxford High School. I don't, I don't know if it was Oxford, Michigan. I don't know either. Um, obviously, just a sad, terrible story whenever yep. things like this happen. and Our thoughts go out to those families. And, and the friends. And, and yeah, just that community. whole community, honestly. Um, you work in school, so you know yeah what it's like so um and yeah his parents he's being charged as an adult and is it manslaughter do you know like what what the charge is is it isn't manslaughter not premeditated it was premeditated premeditated for sure so i believe it's murder then okay um and his parents i you I didn't read what they were charged with. Um, I can Because the last I saw, they were still looking for them. Yeah, I can look. I had and it. And you up. had the article where so, they had found them. It says, parents of, this is from uh, the Huff Post, parents of Michigan suspect found in warehouse bond at one million. So um, they're being charged of four counts of involuntary manslaughter, and they have entered pleas of not guilty. Um, each of them are being held at a $500,000, um, bounty, which is crazy. Like that's a lot for manslaughter, but clearly they're not trusted to not run cause they already have, yeah, you know, so, well they say they didn't, but I mean, I feel like they kind of did. Well, they knew the police were looking for them and didn't turn themselves yeah, in. They so that said sounds that like they a were like, to me. they were getting out of town for their own safety. 
and that they had always planned to turn themselves in. I mean, I don't know if yeah. you can believe really anything they say. This but. article says defense attorneys for the Crumbleys said they never intended to flee and planned to turn themselves in yeah. on Saturday morning. They accused prosecutors of cherry-picking facts to publicly release, and their clients are were terrified and only wanted time to make arrangements. Yeah, so, but still, Take I Take that mean, with a grain of salt, I guess. I'm really glad that they charged them. Me um, too. From this, Sorry, go ahead. I mean, this kid obviously has some um, mental health ish- issues, I would say, but... yeah. I mean, the text messages she sent him right, right after she found out and just, I just feel like it was very, they kind of were reckless, I guess. I agree. Could say with. I agree. Well, and like and the fact that they knew their son was not healthy and allowed him super easy access yeah, to a gun. To firearms. Is just so disgusting and so disappointing like it's your job to protect your child like right yeah. isn't i guess i mean we're not parents, i mean but. <laughs> no but like f- from our childhood and from the childhood of of my friends kids like it's your job to protect your child and raise your child and and do the best for them and it doesn't really sound like they did that in my opinion yeah i don't know it's I want them to be held accountable somewhat. Me too. Um, so I guess we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, I'm really very interested just because, like, we've never seen the parents of a school, school shooter, shooter get charged. Yeah, get charged for anything or, or held accountable in any way. Which and I don't think that we're... Like, I don't think every school shooter's parents ever no, yep, should absolutely. be held accountable. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Say too. Um, like, there's some parents who, I mean, you can just tell that they're just, I just feel for their that those parents the, so hard. One but, of the moms of Columbine. Yeah. She has done so much work, and it just seems like such an incredible woman. Yeah. So, but I think when it's this blatant. Yep. And then there needs to be some accountability so i would agree like i said we will keep our eye on that yep. and our thoughts and prayers are with the community of oxford yep so absolutely um anything else we want to talk about nope i don't think so perfect all right um cool so my episode this week um it's a little bit shorter you know, to be you honest, always I'm say not that, super proud of this one. You always say that, though, I and know. then they turn out to be, like, 45 minutes long. I, I tried to get some good information, but... Well, and I'm really And intrigued. you'll be surprised when you hear it because you're going to be like, there should be millions of things out there, but I just... Maybe I was looking in the wrong spot, but... Well, and, like, when I asked you, because... A lot of times we'll ask each other, like, where our story is located because I don't know Emily's story before she tells it. She doesn't know mine. So I wanted to make sure that we were not doing the same thing or in the same area. Right. And you said, I said, where's your story? And you said, all over. And I went, what? It's literally been cited in every single state. Are you doing a cryptid? Yep. 
Yes. Dope. Oh my God. Are you doing big butt? Yep. <laughs> we were going to have John come on. Danielle, we don't know how to add another person to this. And so I don't know how we would do that. But I would share my mic with him. Just, <laughs> I don't think he wants to come on here. That's fair. Um. Yes. So I'm doing Bigfoot. Dope. Probably I'm excited. One of the most favorite, famous cryptids. Yeah. In the entire world, I would say. See, and I was thinking like a serial killer. No. I was like, oh, because oh. I have I have a serial killer that I want to mention. Um, because I, it, thanks, but um, so I was really disappointed because I was like, oh no, she's doing, and so I changed what I was doing this oh, week because sorry. I was like, well, oh. no, you can do it next time. Yeah. Um. Okay. I'm so here for this. I'm so excited. Bigfoot, Yeti, Sasquatch, Grassman. I'm just deleting Multiple names. I'm just deleting things off of my podcast list. Oh, yeah. So don't think I'm not paying attention. You're fine. Um, okay. Although, okay, so the three states with the most sightings of Bigfoot are Washington, California, and Florida. Um, but there are sightings in every single state in the Midwest. Really? Yes. The states with the most sightings are Michigan, Illinois, and Ohio. Um, kind of a fun fact, there has been at least one sighting of Bigfoot in every single state in the United States. Oh, wow. Really? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Um, yeah. That's really Now, cool. let's talk about, a little bit about, um, Bigfoot history. Um, okay. Bigfoot has many different stories in history, and it seems like a lot of different countries have their own version of Bigfoot. For example, in Asia, they have the Yeti. And uh, we have seen that Yeti on Expedition Everest. Yeah. <laughs> He's real, you guys. Yeah, we've seen it. Yep. Um, <laughs> in 1958, a man named Andrew Genzali, who was a journalist for the Humboldt Times, which is located in Humboldt County, California. So some of my story is not going to be in the Midwest, I'm going to yeah, be honest. that's fine. To be honest, a lot of the story is not in the Midwest. But to be <laughs> fair, Bigfoot is... He's a nomad. In the Midwest. So just deal with it. <laughs> um, so Andrew got a letter from a man named Gerald Crew, who had discovered and casted large footprints that he had found near his bulldozer in Northern California. Um, I believe Gerald was a logger. So okay. he was up logging, found um, these big footprints. So, Andrew at first published the letter um, as a joke and even wrote next to the letter, quote, maybe we have relatives of the abominable snowman in the Himalayas, end quote. Now, to apparently Andrew's surprise, uh, but not mine, readers <laughs> of the paper actually were really interested in the story. And so, he and another reporter named Betty Allen traveled up to meet with Gerald and do a follow-up story. Uh, I don't know why you would think a story about giant footprints wouldn't <laughs> well, catch yeah, on. Right. And even if it like we did publish it as a joke, like that's I still feel like people are gonna find that pretty interesting. So Well anything I feel like what year was this again? I'm sorry. Nineteen fifty eight. Okay. Because, like I I just feel like especially before like pics or it didn't happen. Yeah. Mentality was around like I mean I just feel like that kind of stuff would be so fascinating to people and people would be more willing to 
a hundred percent believe in things like that yeah now um betty allen eventually ran the follow-up story in the paper and had reported that loggers in the area had given this thing a nickname which was bigfoot Bigfoot. so that is officially how bigfoot got its name okay and so the legend was born um allen stated that although the loggers blamed vandalism on bigfoot she didn't think that they actually believed that bigfoot was real so she kind of got the vibe that they were like it was just kind of like kind of like a a joke a joke for them them. yeah like Like, things would happen on the campsite or at their like work site and they would be like ah that damn bigfoot again like you know what i mean yeah like when my lights in my bedroom are flickering and i'm like ah ghost yeah (laughs) but i think that gerald crew who had originally wrote the letter and had casted the footprints i think he really thought it was true so also, what a very creative name for this animal. Like, oh, the thing has big foots. Let's call it Bigfoot. <laughs> um, yeah, they worked really hard on that name. Yeah. The story um, of Bigfoot had already spread across the country at this point, like wildfire. And the TV show Truth or Consequences actually offered a $1,000 reward to anyone who could prove Bigfoot was real. That sounds kind of like our favorite show, Destination or expedition unknown yeah except for you gotta remember too like this was in 1958 so a thousand dollars back then that's actually a pretty good reward yeah that is um obviously i'm sure you can guess but this caused sightings of bigfoot to pop up all over the country um big first foot first popped up in pop culture as a character in men's adventure magazines and cheap paperback novels I love that. (laughs) Bigfoot was portrayed always as a he, and he was was primal and dangerous. By the 1970s, documentaries started investigating Bigfoot's existence, and films were portraying him as a sexual predator. In the... Wait, what? Yeah, I don't know. In the 1980s, Bigfoot's image had shifted, and he began being portrayed in a softer light. He was associated with environmentalism and was a symbol of the wilderness we needed to preserve. Now, I like that version a lot better. Yeah, right. In 2002, family of Gerald Cruz's old logging co-worker, Ray Wallace, confessed that Ray had been making big wooden feet carvings and he had been the one making <laughs> the big tracks. That's amazing. Ray Wallace had been known for pulling pranks on his co-workers, um, and he was, like, clearly very dedicated to it. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I love that. So, it turns out that, you know, these first sightings, or whatever you want to call it, were a big hoax. Um, despite Wallace's family coming out and saying this, uh, the Bigfoot legend had already obviously taken off by 2002. I mean. Yeah. I mean, we, it had already been tailspin yeah i wonder why they waited so long to say something well they're like let's just give it 50 years and then we'll tell them that maybe he was do you know if he's still alive because i like, don't think he was at this point because like that would maybe be why no one said anything and then they like you know he finds a journal or they find a maybe journal on his, his deathbed he was or, like oh, i made a big fight yeah and then he died you know yeah deathbed confessional yeah <laughs> could you imagine being the person who created the bigfoot legend oh my god we should what a legend um i did excuse me (laughs) um okay 
No, the Bigfoot legend can be traced even further back from the 1950s, however. Many indigenous tribes in North America have a legend describing a big hairy man and even even seeing petroglyphs of a giant hairy beast slash man type creature. So, so that, like, a like, pictogra- drawings, like a pictograph type. Like the drawings in the caves. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they would like draw these big hairy man beast creatures. Obviously, they, well, it wasn't named Bigfoot because they, it didn't get its name until 1950s. So did the native americans have a different name for it or yeah they had a lot of names for it okay so Um, like it still has a lot of names they had their own yeah i didn't write any of them down because the thought of me trying struggling to pronounce (laughs) native american and i just would have butchered it so bad yeah i feel that i will like when i post my photos and stuff i'll make sure i like write it down in there so okay. people can see but i was like i'm honestly not even gonna try that's totally it would have been terrible <laughs> um but entertaining for me yeah it would have been in the mississippi region of 1721 a french jewish priest was living with the natchez people and they reported stories of a big hairy creature that lived in the woods, screamed loudly, and was known to steal livestock. Um, the screamed loudly part kind of cracks me up. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine? <laughs> a lot of indigenous tribes told stories of a scary creatures like the Lumi tribe, where if the children spoke its name, the monster would come steal them out of the village and kill them. So kind of like that one that you don't want to talk about yes. ever. Or the, I, okay, like, here we go. Iroquois tribe? Iroquois? Oh, probably. I-R-O-Q-U-S. Iroquois. Damn it, see? I'm so sorry. I'm just, like, an idiot. No, you're not. I just read a lot. Tribe who told of an aggressive hair-covered giant with rock-hard skin who they called um, the Stone Giant. Oh. Yes. In 1847, a man named Paul Kane reported stories from natives about a group of cannibalistic men living near the peak of Mount St. Helens in Washington State. In 1924, in the same exact area, there was a violent encounter between a group of miners and a group of, quote, eight men, end quote. This encounter was reported in a 1924 issue of the Organian. So by eight men, they mean bigfoot i don't know and it has become very a very popular piece of bigfoot lore Hmm. allegedly the eight men were throwing giant rocks at the cabin and that the miners were staying in one miner allegedly shot one of the quote eight men with a rifle and another one of the miners was supposedly knocked unconscious one one of the rocks that was thrown at the cabin crashed through the roof and like hit him damn I don't know if the rock actually hit him or, like, some shrapnel, but either and, way. And, like, in stories that you hear a lot of times, throwing of rocks is, like, a big thing. I don't know if you found that a lot, but, like, There's like w- with, a couple, with yetis yeah, and well, Bigfoot. Yeah, well, I'll get to it. Um, the ape men also allegedly were ramming their bodies against the cabin, causing the whole entire structure to shake. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you saying... Ape, ape, yeah. or oh my god, I heard eight like the oh, number. No, and ape. that's why, and that's why I asked, did they mean Bigfoot by eight men? I heard ape man <laughs> when you said that. No, I said eight. No, ape, ape <laughs> man. That makes so much more 
I'm sorry. It's my Minnesota accent. Just. I just feel so stupid now. Okay. <laughs> this area is now referred to as Ape Canyon. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> now, there are also a lot of reports of tribes living peacefully near these quote unquote giants. Although the giants would still steal salmon out of fishermen's nets. Well, yeah, easy pickings. Yeah, they got to eat too, you know. Um, other tribes were said to have actually have been offended that people thought the creature was a legend and not real. So, hmm. let's talk about some of Bigfoot's behaviors. So, some Bigfoot re- researchers claim that Bigfoot throws rocks yep. as a territorial display and for communication. Don't know oh. how you would communicate by throwing a rock, but... Maybe the sur- the size of rock means Different something. things, yeah. The or bigger the rock, the more they love you. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Other researchers claim that they use wood knocking as a behavior to communicate. Yep. I've heard that, too. I feel like you're one to like watch Bigfoot shows. Um, only because like sometimes when I dog sit, I'll just pick a channel and it's on. and it just stays on. And so I then feel like I'm always like seeing on Bigfoot shows they're like hitting rock, like yeah, like, like clicking sticks, sticks and, and like yeah. yeah, doing crazy shit. Yeah, um, it, yeah, crazy shit. These are really like very, sums it up. Like, ta- like I don't know where they get these ideas, but <laughs> whatever. Um. There are structures of broken and twisted foliage that is seemingly placed in a specific area that have um, been attributed to some Bigfoot behavior. In some reports, uh, lodgepole pines, which are a tree, and some other trees have been observed bent, uprooted, and stacked in patterns such as weaved and crisscrossed, leading some to theorize that there are potential territorial markings. Other things that have been seen are entire deer skeletons being suspended high in trees. Um, Some researchers have claimed to find collections of nests, um, and they believe the nests were built by primates. Well, because, like, gorillas do that. Yeah. So that would make sense. we don't have gorillas in the continental United States. No. we know of, but I'm... Yeah. Like, 99.9% sure... Yeah, we can but so like, say that. I, what I'm what I'm saying is, it would make sense for that to be a Bigfoot if they think it's also a primate type yeah. creature. Yeah. Um. Sorry, this fine. Off. Of course, most people believe that Bigfoot is, um, well, he is mainly seen at night, um, leading them to believe that he is nocturnal. Uh, Bigfoot is also mostly seen alone, although there have been some reportings of groups, um, like the eight men, or eight men, if you're Danielle. So it is said... <laughs> I was, that's why I was so confused. I was like, eight men? What? So it is said to that Bigfoot is a solitary, um, I don't know what to call him, animal, beast, creature, creature? I, creature feels right. Yeah. Um, Bigfoot is also said to be vocal. He either... Howls, screams, moans, grunts, whistles, or some have even reported hearing some sort of language from Bigfoot. Mm. So pretty much they just cover everything. I've heard the whistle one. Really? Yeah. You know what else whistles? Birds. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, Excuse me, they tweet, okay? 
Many of these have been recorded and researched by many different people. One of these individuals ha who has researched these audio recordings is U.S. Navy cryptolog cryptologic linguistic Scott Nelson. Holy shit. That is <laughs> quite the title. He analyzed the recordings, um, some recordings from the 1970s from the Sierra Nevada mountain region. And the recordings were called the Sierra Sounds. Um, Nelson was able to determine that the sounds were, quote, definitely a language. It is definitely not human in origin, and it could not have been faked, end quote. Lee Stroud, who is in the show Survivor Man. I believe it's a show. I think it's a show. I've, heard I've never heard of that one. I think he literally just, like, lives in the woods and is, like, a Survivor Man. Huh. Like Craig. <laughs> like Sorry. Bear Grylls. Um you are not around for the Craig phase. <laughs> the Craig phase. You'll have to explain after. Uh, I'll show you the YouTube videos later. Oh, God. Maybe I'll post them because I think they're hilarious. Okay. Um. So this, he's also reported hearing a lot of strange vocalizations in the wilderness, um, which he has stated sounded primate in origin. So he spends a lot of time in the woods and he's heard a lot of crazy shit crazy shit yeah <laughs> and i feel like he would be like you know okay that's oh i know what that is i know what that that's is. an I owl that that's is. a yeah. wolf that that's i don't a... know what that is <laughs> yeah so yeah um also the mating call for an a, a fox is the craziest shit you'll ever hear in your life what does the fox say it goes like they like scream like it sounds like someone's being murdered well, maybe them these so people are maybe boxes, that's what they're hearing and they just don't know it yeah yeah okay so now i think we have a good understanding of the origin and some behavior we're gonna talk about some encounters this is what i had a hard time finding which is surprising yeah because it's such I a found, big like thing. a lot of encounters but they're like little blurbs like blurbs okay. and i look even one on reddit but to be honest i don't really know how reddit works it's kind of confusing couldn't find that much on there. Yeah, either. I'm not a big Reddit person either. So um, I have some stories, but not a whole lot. Do you have the the email from the girl from the beginning of the podcast? I'll look it up. We have a story. I didn't want to read it. Oh, you don't want to read it? Okay. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Okay. No, it's fine. Because like I just you just said there wasn't a lot. So yeah, sorry. Just it's a little um, explicit. So I just that's right didn't want to read it on that's the podcast right. but maybe we can share it somewhere else okay um okay so we're going to talk about um monroe county wisconsin first okay in 1976 a local farmer reported seeing a creature in october from about 60 feet away that the, is not that far. The creature gave off a terrible, pungent smell. I've, yeah, I've heard that too, that they're really stinky. And the farmer said that his dog, who approached the creature, was sick and listless for days. Oh. Yeah. In Vernon County in 2012, a man reported seeing a big, hairy-type creature hiding in a ditch while he was driving. Um, though, these The ones where you see them when you're driving, I have a hard time believing... Well, I see one every time I drive back to home. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, it's one of those cutout ones, you guys. Those ones, I'm just like, okay, it's dark and, and you're, you're driving fast. Yeah. How can you tell anything? Yeah, I feel that. Um, could have been a bear. Yep. Now, another man reported that in 
Trempule County. He was also driving. This one I'll give a little bit more tack to, but um, he saw a creature that looked to be the size of a child, which isn't very big. No. Drop from a tree and run up a ravine. He stated that the whole scene took about 30 seconds to unfold. Jeez. So that's why I'm giving that one a little bit more credit. Yeah, because Mm -hmm. like 30, that's a long time. That's a long time. But again, like, was it a baby Bigfoot? Like, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Um. Okay. Next, in 2002, in the same area, a man was camping with his family when they reported seeing a large reddish brown creature, about seven feet tall. They also located large footprints in the creek bed. They heard high-pitched screams throughout the night and what sounded like something huge and heavy running through their campsite. I would shit my pants. Yeah, I'd be like, we're never camping again. Well, I would never camp in the first place. That's true. You're a glamper. Yeah. But screams and... Could be foxes. Like loud things running through your campsite. I would literally cry so hard. Yeah, I, I feel that. And you can't see because you're in a tent. Oh, and a, you're in a tent. Screams. And a tent is not like a secure location. Yeah. Um, did not like that one. No, that that's pretty absolutely terrifying. In <laughs> 2003, the same family sold their land to a friend who reported seeing large footprints, 18 inches long and 10 inches wide. No wonder why they sold it. That went across a cornfield. Like we're out. Yeah. Um, and he, this guy had a couple other sightings too, but it was again, mainly like I was hunting and I saw a creature like, okay, you know, pretty basic stuff. In 2009, a Minnesota family caught one of the most interesting photos of Bigfoot on their trail cam. Um, for those of you who don't know, I'm sure most of you know you're from the Midwest, but a trail cam is something people set up on their hunting land so they can see what sort of animals are roaming around yep and like when and yeah yeah um now their hunting land was near reamer minnesota i don't know where that is i believe it's up north i know it's up north do you want me to look no it's okay Okay. um at around 7 20 p.m on october 24th this is 2009 um the trail cam caught this image and then i said showed and yell because i took a picture of it oh so you can see it yes yes please Obviously, I will post this. Um, you want my reaction? What the fuck? <laughs> um, the dad, Tim, said he had heard the Bigfoot rumors and calls himself a skeptic. So, obviously, he was like, okay, clearly not Bigfoot. Process of elimination here. So, he decided to call his neighbors and other hunters in the area who could have been walking through the the woods at the time. I was going to say, it looks like he's wearing gloves. That's the biggest thing for me. Is like- but everyone they talked to said that they weren't out. Um, Tim then said he tried to convince himself that it was a bear or maybe a hunter he didn't talk to wearing like a fuzzy suit. Yeah. But the arms and hands and upward gait couldn't have been a bear. Like, I no, think yeah. we can both agree that's not a bear. No, that's not a bear. And there was no... The big thing for him with it not being a hunter is... Okay, so it's dark, right? Yeah. There's... This guy's not holding a flashlight. Oh, yeah. He doesn't have 
anything in his hands. If he's a hunter, they're like, okay, if he's a hunter, he's he probably, probably like, have like a gun or something. He'd have something. Yeah. He could be tra- like, maybe he's tracking an animal he shot. If he's, that's the case, he definitely would have a flashlight. Like, yeah, there's nothing in this this photo that shows, you know. No, but that one hand just the looks one hand so weird to me. It like, does look very weird. I there's will, something off about the hand. I will give you that. I would say it's not Bigfoot, but I'm also not really a Bigfoot believer. Uh, yeah. But it is pretty weird. It's it's very weird because, like, the body shape is very humanoid. Like, it looks like it could be a person very easily. That's a very wide walking stance as well yes like that is a very wide but the biggest gate. issue i have with that is like we have no idea how big that person is um well let's see so after he kind of like ruled out it being his neighbors or a bear or like anything else he's like you know what i'm gonna look up somebody i can send this to to see if they can figure it out okay so he sent the photo to don sherman who runs the northern minnesota bigfoot research team <laughs> yes love um, that. and this guy came out to the area and he measured how the tall the creature in the image what like was with you know using yeah like context clues and whatever yeah and it said it's around um seven feet okay pretty tall human yeah if you ask me even like i feel like the tallest person that i have personally seen in my life is like six six yeah and even if you put boots on him that's only gonna give him another like inch or two yeah and bigfoot is not wearing stilettos i'll tell you what (laughs) um so tim said that he went around and actually like went up there because he doesn't live in his this is his hunting land so they don't live there so when they went back up there they went around and talked to like people just in case they miss somebody yeah and he said that there was these two guys there in a cabin um and he said that the nobody knew where he had set this trail cam up so he was like if someone was gonna pay play a prank it would have been pretty hard because they would have had yeah. to find the trail cam yeah um also he said that the two men stated that the night that the photo was taken Uh-oh. they heard some pretty weird noises Uh-oh. and so the tim was like okay can you just like point in the direction of where you heard the noises yeah and they pointed where the trail cam like in the direction of the trail cam and usually so. trail cams are not easy to find if you don't know where they already are yeah you know like they're the same color as the trees and the leaves and like yeah. they're like a brown or a green usually yeah so i don't know pretty interesting story but still does look like a human yeah and I, I don't know it's just that one hand that looks like it's in like a light colored glove to me like that just looks like a thick glove i guess we don't know what bigfoot hands look like that's, so yeah that's fair um cool okay moving on <laughs> uh ohio is said to be known for a hot spot of bigfoot sightings but um they're not always called Bigfoot in Ohio. They do call it the Grassman. Of course they do. One of the best places to see the Grassman happens to be in Ohio's largest state park, Salt Fork. There have been uh, reported 36 sightings since the mid-1980s, and this article was written in... Oh, gosh. I actually didn't have a date, so I can't really tell you. Okay. This is the one that didn't have a date. Um, so I don't know. I mean, that's... Pre- probably about a sighting a year ish yeah um 
Another woman in the area reported coming out of her 24-hour gym in the late evening slash night. And when she looked to her right, she saw a 7 to 8-foot creature running 30 yards into the woods. How fast would you go back into that gym? <laughs> I would shit my pants. I would not. I would, I, I would go back in that gym and I would call the police. I'd be like, I need someone to just walk me to my car. I'd go back in the gym and I'd stay there till morning. Um... <laughs> In the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, there has said to have been many sightings of Bigfoot, and researchers there have been known to look for sticks in certain formations. I, I like this because, according to them, the Bigfoot speaks in a stick language. I love that. Yeah, so they're like, it's oh, like- these sticks are laid in an X. It's obviously Bigfoot. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Um, That's amazing. Now, this is really all I got, unfortunately, for sightings. There are, like, so many more, but a lot of them are kind of the same. Um, I saw, I saw something when in the I woods. Was driving, and, yeah. I, when I was hunting, there's something came across the woods. Okay. There's some videos that we can post and stuff, um, and I'll post the photo, obviously, yeah. but, you know, that's pretty much all I, I got. Um, now, I do want to end the episode with a few fun facts about bigfoot okay <laughs> um just because it's why not yeah um okay almost every single state in the united states has a bigfoot museum huh the creature can be anywhere for, from seven to ten feet tall in 1965 bigfoot was put on the endangered species list in russia oh my and god in 1967 <laughs> germany and france followed suit oh my god According to the Bigfoot Finder website, if you encounter Bigfoot, offering him food will give you an 80% chance of survival. But if you cry, you will probably get punched in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, According to some researchers... That's my favorite thing I've ever done. Kit Kats are a favorite of the Bigfoot. I mean, same. Kit Kats are delicious. Um, So if you're going out in the woods, just put in some Kit Kats in your backpack. And if you run across a Bigfoot, just give it to him. And And don't don't cry. cry. (laughs) Um, And finally, in early 2013, a Texas vet named Melba Ketchum announced that her team of researchers had found Bigfoot DNA, but no science journal would publish the results. She then set up her own journal, and for the cheap price of $30, you can access the results yourself. (laughs) Interesting. Don't know why she put it behind a paywall, but you do you. Because she had to create her own journal. (laughs) I don't think it's that hard. I mean, maybe. I guess. I don't know. Um, So that is my... I have one fun fact for you. Story of Bigfoot. Go for it. So our favorite TV explorer, Josh Gates. Mm Mm-hmm. He did an episode, I think it was like three episodes, where they're like searching for the Yeti. Oh, I didn't see that one. Um, It might be on his old show on Destination Truth. Oh, okay. I can't to. remember. But, um, and if you Google this, you will find it. But he, they found a footprint mm-hmm. and they casted it. Mm-hmm. And so like they have this giant footprint that they found in the middle of Siberia or whatever. Yeah. And it is actually now located... At Expedition Everest at Disney. You're kidding. I'm dead serious. I was kind of sad that we had fast passes because we missed it. I just went through that queue. Yeah, it's that. Did you see a giant footprint? Like a giant casted foot? No. Not that I remember. Yeah, it's there somewhere. I don't know where, but last I read, Disney had it. Damn. Yeah. 
I'm pissed. I guess I'll have to go back. Oh, darn. Shoot. Oh, what a bummer. Um, interesting. Yeah. So cool. that's, that's my fun fact for you. So um, now I have to ask, obviously, do you think Bigfoot exists? Is there more than one Bigfoot? I mean, there would Are have there to be. female Bigfoots? There would have to be. Non-female Bigfoots? I just, I feel like... I feel like I don't want to say absolutely not. There's no way this thing exists. But I think I'm going to say like like I am with ghosts. I'm a believing skeptic. Okay. Like prove it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not not every crossed X of sticks is going to be the Bigfoot. Right. You know. You know what we should do? We should go to the UP and just cross a bunch of sticks. Oh, my God. That would be so the funny. Fuck these research <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um i don't know yeah i think it's a fun a fun idea i think it's a cool idea and like you know there are things that we still can't explain about the earth so i'm not willing to say like absolutely not but i think um my point of view on it is i think there's something maybe we don't know about is it Bigfoot? That I'm not sure. Yeah. I feel like, because there's just so many stories. Yeah, and so and many sightings. sightings and, and, yeah. And, you know, so I'm like, me, there's got to, there's probably something out there that we don't know about. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that's where I'm at, too. He's being so cute. I didn't want to say anything, but. Sirius is laying snuggled up to Emily and he's just got his head on her chest and he's just looking up at her as she talks. It's very cute. Yes. And um, on that note, we can all say happy birthday to Sirius because it's almost his birthday. Happy birthday, Sirius. What a boy. Sirius will be four. I already gave him his birthday present. It's adorable. Yep. Um, I'll do my sources really quick. Yes. Um, History.com. Uh, OregonEncyclopedia.org, um, mil.wa.gov, uh, hngnews.com, ddglobe.com, visit generacycounty.com, and www.f. It's, I think it's freep.com. Also, we need to find the nearest Bigfoot Museum and get our asses there immediately. Oh, for sure. We drove by one in um, North Carolina. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. But we were on a bus, a party party bus, <laughs> going to a wedding. So Yes, that was, that was fun. I couldn't make the whole bus stop. Although, I feel like they probably would have <laughs> liked that. <laughs> they probably would have, knowing the crew we were with. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Let us know if you guys think Bigfoot's real. Um, and here's where you can let us know on our socials. We are uh, MW Madness Podcast on Instagram, Midwest Madness Podcast group on Facebook, and MW Madness Podcast at gmail.com. And if you are the person who wrote that email, um, could you reach out and let us know if it's okay if we Post share tweet. some, if not all, of your story yes, on our social please. medias? That would be great. Very helpful. All right. Uh, Other than that, you guys have a great week, and we'll talk to you next Tuesday. Bye.